Hello, and welcome to the Study, Apply, Thrive podcast. I am Yavita Cash, your host. I am the co-pastor and first lady at Flow Church and the director of women's ministry, and it is my privilege to bring this podcast to you. We call the podcast Study, Apply, Thrive because we know that when we study and apply the word that we can thrive in any area of life. If you can see it in the word, you can have it. If you can see it in the word, you can become it. So grab your Bible, a note taker, a wonderful cup of tea, a journal, and a beautiful pen, and let's get into the Word of God. The way this podcast is designed is for us to only study one or two verses every week because I don't want to just give you something to make you feel good or to get you excited for a moment, but I want you to literally study this verse. This is a wonderful Bible study tool for you and every woman in your life. So after you listen to this episode, go ahead and share it. Let's get into the Word of God. Hello, brilliant women. I hope you are having an absolutely fantastic day. It is February 2024, and I hope that your January was productive. I hope that you have become a finisher and accomplisher, that you have a clear vision of what God wants you to accomplish this year. You have written goals, you have a vision board or a prayer board, or just uh, goals that are written down for you that'll guide your decision making for the rest of this year. I'm looking forward to hearing great testimonies of what you and God have accomplished in the earth this year. And I know that it's going to be great. As we move into February, we're going to be talking about the heart this month because in the United States, and I know everybody listening is not from the United States, but in the United States, we have designated February as Heart Health Month. And we don't need somebody else to designate a month for us to talk about our heart. But since it is something that is very popular right now, I think it's wise for us to capitalize on what people are focused on at this particular time. In addition to it being Heart Health Month, we know that many people celebrate St. Valentine's Day um, in this month. And people are thinking about love and heart and all of this other stuff. So let's put Bible to it so that if you do decide to participate in those type of activities, and there's nothing wrong with that, please do if you feel led to do that. I want you to have some wisdom from the word of God behind you because you're a woman of faith and you're a kingdom woman. And so we have a responsibility to be rooted in what God has said. So anything that we do in the kingdom or outside of the kingdom for us has to have a biblical root so that we can then get the promise associated with it and we can also get the fruit that God has promised us. So our study apply thrive scripture this week is Proverbs chapter four, verse 23. And I'm gonna read it to you from the English standard version. It says, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flows the spring of life. Keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flows a spring of life. And the statement I'm about to make is both physically and emotionally. One of the number one things that kills women is bad heart health. And that's a physical death, meaning that you don't take care of your cardiovascular system or it's emotional because you haven't properly put boundaries around your heart. And so you become very burdened with things that God never asked you to carry. And I won't go too much into that because I, as if you've been following the podcast, you know that in this season, God is really impressed on my heart. I'm talking about heart again, to help women get free from the 
falsehood of needing to be strong and needing to be able to carry everybody else's burden and needing to carry a mask so that we can look like we're we're a bigger faith giant than we are. But the Bible says this is not our lesson, but it's the lesson anyway. The Bible says that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. And so learning how to say no, learning how to let things go, learning how to say I'm tired, learning how to say that I'm afraid, learning how to say that I don't know, those things may seem like weaknesses, but they're really strengths because as soon as you step into the weakness of of unsurety, then the strength of God rises up and becomes perfect in you. So you are actually stronger when you are in those states of not being sure about things than you are when you think you have it all together or you think you know everything or you think you can handle everything. But that's a different lesson for a different time. Let's get into this. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the spring of life. And let's go through and dissect some of these words. So keep means to guard or to protect. And when you keep something, you only keep it because you need it or because you treasure it. Anything else is considered trash or garbage and you throw those things away. And so here in the book of Proverbs, the psalmist is telling us that we should uh, keep our heart or hold on to it because we treasure it or because we need it. And we should both treasure and need our heart. We have to see the priority that the heart is something that God uses to pump blood through our body, but it's also the place where our emotions are stored is the place that love is stored from us. It's the place that forgiveness flows from. And so we don't just need our heart, but we have to desire our heart. We have to desire to have good heart health. And the next word I want to pull out is vigilance. And vigilance, using the dictionary definition, is the quality or state of being alert or aware. And this is something that's more introspective because in addition to keeping your heart because you cherish it, you don't want to throw it away. And actually, let me go back for a second before we get the vigilance. Let's go back to keep because it also means to guard. And if you've ever seen a guard at a bank or a guard at a store or a guard who works as a a bodyguard, what their job is, is to protect. So you're keeping your heart and you are protecting your heart or rather defending your heart. And then you're creating boundaries around that heart. So again, with the word keep, we're going to use keep, guard or protect, and you're going to hold on to it. You're going to cherish it because you need it and you want it. You're going to defend it. You're going to protect it. You're going to guard it. Now, thinking about from the physical point of view, that means good exercise. It means good rest. It means eating the proper foods. It means not being stressed. It means not having too much caffeine. From an emotional point of view, it means having boundaries. It means surrounding yourself with safe people. It means being willing to get rid of toxic relationships. It means being willing to be entertained by things that are good for your heart, not being entertained by things that create anxiety in you. It means learning when to turn off the evening news. It means learning when to log off of social media. It means learning when to create distance to things that brings your heart illness. And so with vigilance, again, it's a quality or state of being alert or aware. I want you to do some homework with this particular word because I want you to create a running list. And this can be either a mental list or a written list of what makes your heart happy. And then a different list 
of what makes your heart unhappy or what isn't good for your heart. And both lifts can be combined of both emotional and physical things. For example, on the list of what makes your heart happy, because in order to be vigilant, you have to be aware of how certain things impact you. What kind of foods are heart healthy for you? What kind of relationships make you happy? What kind of literature, music, and television make you happy? What kind of vacations make you happy? What kind of downtimes make you happy? Who are the people who bring you the greatest amount of joy? What kind of music makes you joyful? What scriptures make your heart happy? And then on the other side, what foods are not good for your heart? What people are not good for your heart? What situations are not good for you? And how how can you protect yourself against those things? Because without being aware of how your heart is being affected by different things, it's almost impossible for you to do part one to protect it when you don't know what the enemies are. You don't know what the vulnerabilities are. You don't know what the weaknesses are. So you have to be vigilant by being aware of what makes you happy. And the the food part is easy. You can go online and you can Google what are heart healthy foods and what is great cardiovascular exercise. That's the easy part. But the emotional part is something that only you and Holy Spirit can work out. It's you being attentive to when you get that feeling in the pit of your stomach not ignoring it, but asking Holy Spirit, what is that? Why did that bother my heart? Why did that upset me? What was the trigger there? And allowing God to bring those things uh, to a place of revelation for you so you can be aware and then lean into the things that make you feel great. Lean into those relationships that make you feel valued and loved. Lean into the organizations that have accepted you without you having to compromise who you are. Lean into the position that makes you feel valued because you know you are valued. Lean into the salary that's a reflection that that company values you. Lean into the activities that bring you relaxation and joy and having the rhythms of rest and uh, leisure and all of those things, I want you to make a list and it can be written or mental of what makes your heart happy. And the reason why you want to do that is because out of the heart flows the spring of life. And the best way of translate that is uh, the spring of life. The best way to translate that is the quality of life. The quality of life that you have is directly connected to the quality of the health of your heart. And that's both physically and emotionally. And so we understand the physical part. Again, that's easy. Um, do you have the right blood pressure? Do you have the right cholesterol? Are your arteries and veins healthy? Is there a right amount of blood pumping? Is your resting heart rate where it should be? Um, is your working heart rate where, when it sh- where it should be when you work out and things like that? Um, do you have heart palpitations and all of those things? That That's the easy part because we hear about that all the time. But the condition of your emotional heart also has a great impact on your quality of life. Your ability to have vulnerable relationships, your ability to love, your ability to forgive, your ability to forgive yourself, your ability to be free from the bondage of needing to please other people, your ability to feel like you have a solid voice in all of your relationships and someone else isn't always dictating the rights and the wrongs and the pros and the cons of your relationship. All of that comes from the emotional condition of your heart? Can you laugh in the face of famine? Can you laugh in the face of destruction? Can you find joy in times that things seem like they are impossible? Do you rest well or do you lay in the bed just going over a laundry list of things you need to do? Do you have the ability to just be at peace 
uh, just because you need to be at peace. All of those things have to do with the quality of life because it's hard to go and enjoy vacation if the whole time you're thinking about all the things you need to do when you get back. It's hard for you to enjoy your relationship. It's hard for you to enjoy your marriage, the person you're dating, the person you're engaged to if your heart is still holding on to what happened in the past with somebody else. And so the condition of your emotional heart has everything to do with the quality of life that you have. It even has an impact on what you're willing to believe God for. If your heart has been hardened to the idea of prosperity, if your heart has been uh, hardened to the idea of a good relationship, if your heart has been hardened to the idea that you, yes, you have the ability to obtain any level of faith that you, any level of success that you want, you won't be willing to even go after your those things if your heart is not willing to believe that God said that you can have it. You might be willing to believe that other people can have it, but can you believe it for yourself? And so dealing with your heart health from an emotional point of view is so vitally important. And I want you to take that assignment extremely, extremely seriously. I want you to leave this month knowing the status of your heart, both physically and emotionally, and then being willing to be a vigilant protector, a vigilant guard, a vigilant keeper of your heart, because out of it flows the quality of life. And so if you want a better quality of life, I want you to first go back and check your heart. What's in your heart? Are the fruit of the spirit there? Is the right attitude there? Are the right people pouring into you? All of that stuff goes into the quality of life that you have. So what are we going to do with this? You already know. We're going to study the scripture. That means we're going to read it. We're going to write it. We're going to memorize it. And we're going to meditate on it. Again, read, write, meditate, and memorize. Because we have to have the word of God in our heart. That's another way to strengthen our heart by filling our heart with the word of God. And then secondly, you're going to apply it by adjusting yourself to it and then sharing it with someone else. And when you study and apply the word of God, you will thrive in every single area of your life. And so I'm excited about doing heart work this month. I hope you're excited about it. I hope that you're willing to do the work of sitting down and making the list of what makes your heart happy and what doesn't. And then taking those things to Holy Spirit, taking those things to God and saying, God, here's my list of stuff that makes me happy. Just bring it on. God, here's my list of stuff that doesn't make me happy. God, give me revelation on how I need to deal with this or God, is this something that only you can deal with? But you want to take it all to God in prayer. I don't want your prayer life to just be, you know, just mundane and just routine, but really take your true concerns to God in prayer because that's another way that you strengthen your heart when you know that you have a father and you know that you have a savior who's an advocate for you with the father, that you're never doing this alone, that you always have Jesus and Holy Spirit working with you to get things done in your life. Well, again, let's study and apply this verse so that you can thrive in every area of life. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I appreciate you. I'm always praying for you. I love you. Come and worship with us this Sunday at Flow Church at live.flow-church.tv, live.flow-church.tv. And my daughter told me, when you repeat it, you're showing your age because people know how to find it without you saying it twice. Thank you so much, Miss Victoria. (laughs) 
<laughs> but anyway, I'm going to say it again. Live.flow-church.tv <laughs> every Sunday morning at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and 6.30 p.m. You can go to our website and learn how you can connect with our small groups that are wonderful ways for you to study the Word of God with other people. And the Bible says that uh, iron sharpens, sharpens iron, so you'll have the ability to grow when you join a Flow Church study group. You can also find out about all the other wonderful things we have going on because it's our desire to help you follow Christ love others, and work on yourself. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week. And remember to take care of your heart.